First, he was a wide receiver. Now he's a running back. So would that make Savion Red a wide back? You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Today we're talking about Savion Red making the position switch from wide receiver to running back. What does that mean for the Texas offense? Also, we're talking about five Texas Longhorns players who have been invited to the NFL Draft Combine. We're talking about the next two games for Rodney Terry and his Texas men's basketball team, which I feel like our must-win games. I am deeming that on Locked on Longhorns on today's episode. And then to wrap it up, we're talking about my favorite Longhorn of all time, Kevin Durant. He has been freed from that mess in Brooklyn, traded to the Phoenix Suns. And we're going to talk about what that move means and why he will get his third championship sooner than later. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you're watching on YouTube, I just want to say, as you can see, Finally got the crane set up. The mic is hanging down, you know, so you never have to worry about the mic falling again or me holding it, adjusting it, you know, whatever. We're getting a little bit more professional here on Lockdown Longhorn, slowly but surely. Savion Red moved from wide receiver to running back. And we thought last year that Savion Red and Brennan Thompson as true freshmen would be able to come in and have a bigger impact on the field than they did. Hell, we thought every receiver in that room besides Xavier Worthy would have had a better season or a bigger role last year than they did, maybe outside of Jordan Whittington. And Savion Red ended up with six catches for 34 yards. He largely was a non-factor in the offense. As I said, really most of the receivers were outside of Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington. As we said on the podcast before, no receiver on the team outside of those two had more than 10 catches in 13 games. So that was pretty alarming. And so it makes sense with the amount of talent that you brought in over the offseason and the amount of talent you've returned in that wide receiver room that you're looking at players maybe like a Savion Red, a Casey Kane, and you're saying, I don't see a huge path to opportunities in 2023. But of course, Savion Red coming out of Grand Prairie as an athlete, just somebody that you get the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. He makes special things happen. And so this Texas staff said there's some uncertainty at the running back position right now. There's some injuries at the running back position right now. And Savion Red is a baller and a dog with the ball in his hands. So let's put him at the running back position and see if he can be an asset offensively to this Texas football team. And Savion Red is no stranger to running the ball as a Wildcat quarterback in high school, he ran for over 1300 yards, almost 1400 yards and 20 touchdowns in his senior season. So given the opportunity, which he has now been given definitely is somebody that can bring some juice, bring some power, bring some toughness, bring some physicality and be a really good running back for this Texas football team. Right. And at 510, 210, right. Maybe, even a little bigger than that, right? He's short, but he's got that real stocky, tough frame, right? Somebody that played the wide receiver position like a running back. So it's kind of fitting that he's been moved uh, to the running back room. But I talked about it earlier. He plays with a physicality and a toughness that's just unmatched, right? Like I said, a, a dog on the field. And on top of that, he has that fierce competitive nature, 
right? Somebody that's going to challenge everybody in that room and somebody that's, you know, has an explosive personality because they want to succeed and they want to win, right? I think we saw, I think it was the Oklahoma State game where they cut to the sideline and things are starting to unravel and you see Savion Red on the sideline throwing up. I don't know what he was throwing up, right? I just know it wouldn't hook him. He was throwing up something, arguing with Brendan Marion, presumably about not having enough of a role, right? And you didn't want to come into this season with a player like Savion Red saying, uh, we really don't have the opportunity or the space to get you on the field. Putting him in the running back room gives him the opportunity to earn his way onto the field. And like I said, be an asset for the Texas football team. And when you talk about Savion Red, I know a lot has been made about, okay, well, he can do a little bit of this at the running back position. He can do a little bit of this at the wide receiver position. Let's comp him to Debo Samuel, right? And I understand that, like, at the surface level, but I don't think we should get in the business of comparing somebody who has six catches and 34 yards in their career to all pro players in the NFL, you know? I like the Roshan Johnson comp, and I don't think there's any slack in being compared to Roshan Johnson, who in a few months will be a day two or day three draft pick in the NFL. Roshan Johnson came to the University of Texas to play the quarterback position and ended up in the running back room out of a bigger need and was able to thrive in that role behind the Dope Walker Award winner in B. John Robinson. And like I said, was one of the main reasons that this Texas football team made a big jump from five and seven to eight and five this year and is going to be drafted, is going to be playing NFL football next year. Savion Red can look at that and say, although I wanted to play wide receiver at the University of Texas, I can make this jump to running back where there's more opportunity for me right now. And eventually this decision can pay off literally like it can end up in him making millions in the NFL by switching from wide receiver to running back. So I think this is a really good decision by the Texas staff. And I think it's a really good decision by Savion Red because obviously he had to sign off on it. Right. And so him maybe humbling himself a little bit and saying, okay, let me move to the running back room because I know I can be a special playmaker on the field and they're giving me the opportunity to showcase it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to seize it, right? When you look at the wide receiver room and what they've been able to bring in or what has returned, right now, it's early, but you would have to presume that players like Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, Jonte Cook, Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nayor, all at least right now, probably are over Savion Red on the depth chart. And really, I'll take out Jonte Cook because he's a true freshman, right? I don't want to disrespect Savion Red. They haven't even got the spring ball yet. But you would still say at least four receivers right now are probably presumably ahead of Savion Red on the depth chart. Jonte Cook being recruited as high as he was and the profile he comes in with, I would expect him to have a role this year probably bigger than Savion Red's role was expected to be. So you could say however you want to slice it, right? He's either fifth or sixth right now on the depth chart. Barring injury, I don't really see too many opportunities for him to improve that standing. Right. Especially when, you know, A.D. Mitchell didn't come in to, to ride the bench. Right. Xavier Worthy's not going anywhere. Jordan Winnington's not going anywhere. We've seen what Isaiah Nayor is able to do when healthy. Right. And then you bring in three blue chip prospects or recruits or players now in Jonte Cook, DeAndre Moore and Ryan Nibble. You still have Brendan Thompson that runs a 10-2, 10-3. Right. That room is really crowded. When you look at the running back room, there's a little bit more uncertainty Right now, Cedric Baxter, the number one running back in the country, but he is a true freshman, right? We don't know what we have in him just yet. Jonathan Brooks is recovering from hernia surgery, right? So you don't know when he'll be fully healthy or when he'll be able to fully participate. Savion Red gives you somebody in that running back room right now. Jaden Blue dealing with a shoulder injury, 
right? You don't know when he's going to be able to fully participate. Savion Red is ready right now. And then you have Keelan Robinson, who will probably be used in a specialty role more how he was used throughout the season than how he was used in the Alamo Bowl. Now, we don't know what we're going to get from Trey Wisner. So there's more opportunity right now for Savion Red to get touches in the running back room. But he's going to have to compete. I mean, when you look at it, Cedric Baxter, number one running back in the country. We know what Jonathan Brooks was able to do in high school, and we've seen it even on the college level when he's been able to spell Roshan Johnson and B. John Robinson, right? He's looked great already in a Texas uniform. Jaden Blue at one point was the number one running back in the country. Trey Wisner is really talented, right? Keelan Robinson has a role on this football team. So it's not going to be easy. He's not just going to walk into that, you know, room day one and get touches and be guaranteed touches uh, this season for the Texas football team. But I think he has a clear path to getting touches in the running back room than he did in the wide receiver room. And knowing what I know about Savion Red and his competitive nature, it may look like there's some running backs ahead of him right now, but he's going to do everything in his power to make sure by the time that first game comes around against Rice, he will be on the field, either at the running back position or the wide receiver position. Coming up next, we're going to talk about a bevy of topics. We're talking about the five NFL players, excuse me, the five Texas Longhorn players that are invited to the NFL Draft Combine, the Texas men's basketball team with two must-win games coming up, and then my favorite Longhorn of all time, Kevin Durant, the newest member of the Phoenix Suns this year. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So I completely forgot the Super Bowl is Sunday. This is the last time I will talk to y'all before the Super Bowl. So I will say that I am rooting for the Chiefs. I am a Cowboys fan. I cannot root for the Eagles to win another Super Bowl. I really don't even hate the Eagles like that. Like, it's not even on some like, oh, I just can't stand to see them win because I'm a Cowboys fan. I just have two very annoying Eagles friends, Eagles fans, friends that are always on my head about what the Cowboys have not been able to do the last 28 years. So I can't let them have the bragging rights of the Cowboys folding once again in the playoffs and the Eagles winning another Super Bowl. I won't hear the end of it for seven months. So that's why I'm rooting for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, man. Please get it done. Please. Five Texas Longhorns players have been invited to the NFL Draft Combine. This is really refreshing news because we know they threw it in our face as much as they could. We didn't have any players drafted last year. Now, Josh Thompson and Cameron Dicker were invited to the NFL Draft Combine, but nobody was drafted. That's obviously going to change this year, right? B. John Robinson, <laughs> Roshan Johnson, DeMarvey and Overshawn will be drafted. This year, it's really a question of where. But to see Bijan, Roshan Johnson, as I mentioned, Demo, Moral Ojimo, and Keandre Coburn invited to the NFL Draft Combine, it's really exciting to see them to be able to continue to showcase their skill sets, right? Showcase their measurables and see, you know, where scouts and teams value them and, you know, go through that whole process of something they've dreamed of their whole lives and, you know, get ready to take that next step of playing football at the next level, playing football professionally. And I'm really excited for all five of them. And hopefully, you know, players like Anthony Cook and 
Deshaun Jamison, who weren't invited to the NFL draft combine, can find a way to showcase their skill set and ultimately end up on an NFL roster as well. B. John Robinson, we know without a shadow of a doubt, he will be the first Longhorn drafted this year. Hopefully he can be drafted in the first round. I'll continue to say, speaking into existence, hopefully to the Cowboys at 26. But I think whatever team he goes to, he's just going to change life. I think that, you know, we've heard so much about them devaluing the running back position. And I think there's a lot of arguments for that, right? When you look at a lot of the successful teams, they're not paying running backs a lot. When you look at the Cowboys, they're paying Zeke's 15 million a year, right? So you can make the argument that the running back position has been devalued. You can make the argument that you can get a running back anywhere and he can be great. But I think B. John Robinson is in a different class. I think he's special. And like I said, I think whoever gets him will see that. I think he's going to be the next great running back in the NFL. Roshan Johnson, just everything he brings, right? The leadership, the intangibles, his ability to catch the ball, his physical running, right? We saw um, even at the senior bowl, right, where he broke his hand and continued to practice, right? They had to hold him out, right? That's just the type of player he is. Um, and he's really improved his draft stock. They're talking about him as a day two, day three pick. So I think by the time the fourth round ends, maybe even before that, Roshan Johnson should be off the board. DeMarvian Overshone, right, really doesn't have a position at the next level. You don't know where you're going to put him, but somebody with safety experience, somebody that moved to the off-ball linebacker spot and was really good at Texas. He has freaky athleticism, a freaky wingspan, and that's really what defenses are looking for now, right? Just versatility. He's somebody that can do a lot. Obviously, with his background as a safety, he can cover, you know, he can blitz the quarterback, he can stop the run, right? He's athletic enough to, you know, kind of play basketball on grass or cover in space, you know, now where NFL teams are kind of doing the glorified seven on seven thing. So I think he's the perfect modern defender uh, if he can, you know, kind of beef up and, and gain some weight. And uh, I think he's going to be a very versatile piece uh, at the next level. It'll be exciting to see how a defensive coordinator will use him. And then Moro Ojimo and Keandre Coburn, not sure where they'll go in the draft, not sure how scouts feel about them at this point. But one thing I know is that when they were on the field, this Texas run defense was way better than it was when they were off the field, right? They were a huge reason why Texas had one of the best run defenses, not only in the Big 12, but in the entire country. So I'm excited to see what this process does for Mora Ojimo and Keandre Coburn as well. You know, I'm hoping that all five of them get drafted, but I'm just hoping that every Longhorn that has aspirations of playing in the NFL that played for the Longhorns last year makes it in some form or fashion. So I'm really excited for all of those guys. Rodney Terry in the Texas Benz basketball team. Coming off a tough loss to Kansas, although I did think they did really well in a three-game stretch against Baylor, Kansas State, and Kansas going two and one in those games with two of those being on the road. Now you have the chance to bounce back, right? Tomorrow you're going to play against West Virginia at home in the Moody Center. You have to take care of business in that game. And then on Monday, you play at Texas Tech. Now that's going to be a very rowdy environment. It's going to be a tough game for the Longhorns. Texas Tech season and their record notwithstanding, right? I know they're 12 and 12 right now. I expect them to lose to Kansas State tomorrow. So then they would be 12 and 13. They'd probably be under 500 going into this game. But this is just a bitter rivalry, especially in basketball. It's going to be a tough place to play in Lubbock. They're going to be really loud and it's going to be hard. But as I said, you have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And I expect this team to be under 500 when we face off against them. I believe even if they beat Kansas State tomorrow, they'd be like two and nine in conference play. So on the road or not, in Lubbock or not, you have to win this game. And so coming off the loss to Kansas, we've seen this team respond in previous instances where they've lost, right? Coming off the losses to Kansas State, Iowa State, Tennessee, whatever. I think that these two games are must-win games, right? Not go one and one, not respond, not look really good. I think you need to win both of these games if you're Rodney Terry and this Texas men's basketball team. You're serious as in competing. You're serious about competing 
in the Big 12 tournament, in the NCAA tournament. You need to win both these games at home against West Virginia on Saturday and on the road in Lubbock on Monday. And I believe they will win both those games. Kevin Durant, my favorite Longhorn of all time. This is kind of just like a round robin of Texas topics, right? My favorite Longhorn of all time and really is one of the most disrespected players of all time. I mean, for him to be as great as he is, right, as legendary as he is. I mean, I don't think there's 10 basketball players that have suited up that are better than Kevin Durant, right? Seven foot, one of the most efficient shooters we've ever seen. I mean, can shoot the ball literally like Steph Curry at seven feet, right? Has a great handle, right? I mean, he's just one of the most skilled basketball players we've ever seen. And because of one decision he made to go to Golden State or whatever, people feel like he doesn't have enough rings. We talk about him like he doesn't have one of the greatest resumes in NBA history. Right. And there have been some shortcomings along the way. You know, he was really good in Oklahoma State, but they did blow the three one lead. He went to Golden State and he did win two out of three, would have won three out of three if, you know, he didn't tear his Achilles. But that wasn't really looked at from a public perspective as an accomplishment. Right. He won two rings, two finals MVPs against LeBron James. But people look at it like, oh, it was Steph's team. He was supposed to do that. He doesn't get credit for that. Then he tries to go to Brooklyn and create his own thing, creates a big three with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. And from the pandemic to James Harden requesting a trade to Kyrie being Kyrie Irving, that doesn't work out either. Right. And so what Kevin Durant has been able to accomplish in his 14 or 15 year career is second to none. But yet people still act like Kevin Durant has something to prove. And I think he's going to have the chance to prove it right now. Because when Kyrie was traded to the Mavericks, I'm like, okay, so they have Kevin Durant just kind of wasting away in this situation in Brooklyn where they obviously can't win a championship now. And Kevin Durant is at that stage in his career and the type of player where he needs to be competing for championships every year. Now he has the opportunity to do that with the Phoenix Suns. When you have a starting lineup with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton, you should be the favorite or one of the favorites to win a championship. And I think when all of them get healthy, we'll see a championship level basketball team with the playoffs really around the corner coming up in April. And so Kevin Durant, in my opinion, somewhat saved Steph Curry's legacy because when Steph Curry went down three, one, or was up three, one to LeBron in the finals and blew that. I think LeBron Kyrie and Kevin love, we're going to come back and beat the Warriors a few more times over the next few years. Like, I, I don't think the Warriors dynasty would be what it was if Kevin Durant didn't join. I think the Warriors would have been one and done. Because the year they did beat LeBron without Kevin Durant, Kyrie and Kevin Love both got hurt. He came in and turned that team to a dynasty and saved Steph Curry's legacy. So what do we say about Chris Paul right now? First of all, this is already a Suns team that went to the finals a few years ago and couldn't get it done against Giannis and the Bucks. And we say about Chris Paul right now, he might be the greatest player, one of the greatest players ever to not win a championship. The only thing missing on his resume is a championship. And I believe Kevin Durant, as he somewhat did with the Warriors, changed the perception around that team from a team that got lucky in 2014 to a dynasty. I think he's going to turn this Phoenix Suns team from a team that couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done in the finals against the Bucks 
lost embarrassingly in a game seven to the Mavericks and was looking like that team that was really talented and could get close but could never get over the hump. Kevin Durant, one of the 10 greatest players in NBA history, will get this Phoenix Suns team over the hump. And like I said, sooner than later, Kevin Durant will be holding his third Larry O'Brien trophy and his third finals MVP trophy with the Phoenix Suns. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Patrick Mahomes, go get it done, man. Go win the Super Bowl, man. I can't can't listen to these Eagles fans talking about the Cowboys and, and what they haven't done. Eagles finna lose another Super Bowl, man. Hook them. Peace.